0: when we're talking about exposing the, the powers of darkness through you know, um, demonic objects and rituals that causes a sickness and disease, we have to realize that the enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy. Oh. John 10.10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. So we're going to be diving in to the Word of God, right? So when I, whenever I preach, whenever I say, it's not based off my opinion. It's based off the Word of God. This is how we make decisions. This is how we have our morals and our values. Not just simply our conscience, but the power of the Holy Spirit that's within us, but also the Scripture that is inspired by Him. Yes. Okay? That's what we follow, So, all right, Lord, how do you want me to do this? (laughs) Okay. Let's go to Acts chapter 19, verse 11 through 27. Now, I'm going to tell you this, guys. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make disciples for the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? Okay. So why I'm saying that, if you get offended, if you get upset, if you unfriend us, you unfollow us, I am just stating the facts that are in the Word of God, okay? If you could uh, mute yourself, thank you. So when we're talking about the Word of God, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make disciples for the Lord Jesus Christ. If you practice Halloween, you are participating in a demonic ritual. Okay? I'm going to just flat out say it. Because you practice Halloween, you're participating and affirming to the original belief of, the, of that satanic origin or that holiday. Okay? I know there's a lot of people that will get upset, but why are more Christians willing to stand up and fight for Halloween than fight for the Word of God?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Jesus has called us to be set apart, Jesus has called us to be lights in a place of darkness. And hear me out, Halloween was one of my most favorite holidays to celebrate. I loved going to the haunted houses. I loved to watch horror movies. I loved to dress up and go to the Halloween parties. I I really enjoyed it. But now knowing the origin of Halloween, Knowing the demonic powers that are in play to this holiday. This holiday is considered a high holiday for witches and warlocks. Okay? There has been many people that have came from the occult and from satanic rituals and satanic um, societies that have now given their lives to Jesus that say that Why are you letting your kids celebrate Halloween? Why as adults are you celebrating Halloween? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And going to these functions and participating and thinking that it's harmless. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I have casted out a lot of demons out of people. And I think once you see that the demonic realm is so real. Like I just cast out demons out of a woman last week. When you see that, you don't want your family, your loved ones, your coworkers, not even your worst enemy to go through that. We've seen the demonic realm. We've seen people slither in my house, Mm -hmm. foaming at the mouth, saying they want to kill you and that the demon doesn't want to look you in the face. It wants you dead. People vomiting. I mean, just repulsive stuff. But this comes through... Little stuff, right? Yep. Satan just needs to have a little window of opportunity to cause an oppression that will lead to possession eventually.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so when you participate in these rituals, these warlocks and witches perform blood sacrifices. On Hallow's Eve. Tomorrow will be that time. Even the founder of Satanism and the founder of the Satanic Bible, Anton LaVey, said that Satan told him, right? He had direct communication with, with Satan. Just how we're able to talk to God, he's able to talk to Satan. And Satan told him, he's like, I'm so happy that Christian, that Christian parents let their kids celebrate me, worship me for one day out of the year. Mm -hmm. Now think about that. That's crazy, Mm -hmm. right? But that's the truth. Uh For the longest time, you know, like I I grew up Christian. I was always in the church. We didn't have, I I never went trick-or-treating. We used to have this function called Hallelujah Night. It would you know, <laughs> replace Halloween night and be Hallelujah Night. And we would go to this place called Jeepers. It's like a Chuck E. Cheese or a Peter Parker pizza. But we couldn't dress up, but we participated in, in that. Mm-hmm. And there's many other ways to, you know, to do... Excuse me, I'm trying to find the right words. There's yeah, there's alternatives to not celebrating Halloween. For me, in my family, we're here to serve the Lord. We're not going to participate in that. And we made that very clear even like, what, a year or two ago? Yeah. That we were not going like to give out candy. We we're not going to dress up. We're not going to Halloween parties. We're not going to even watch horror movies. Because I would watch a horror movie every day in October mm-hmm. leading to Halloween right they would, they would play like you know all the old uh horror movies and stuff and the thing is now it's come to this place where we've we've actually idolized halloween and these demonic ritual practices and as christians we're called to be separate from that we're called to be the lights of the world we're called to be the salt of the world we're called to imitate christ be image bearers of Christ. Okay, I'm, I'm, want, I'm getting carried away, but...
2: Can you go back and just maybe name, like, a person or two you can look up that talks about it, that were in witchcraft before?
0: Yeah, so you can check out John Ramirez. Um, He's an ex-warlock. Um, you can check out Jennifer Weaver. She was an ex-witch. Um, there's another woman that I don't know. I don't know if her name is... Is it Jenny? No, uh... Balancel, uh what is her name? Um, oh, Julie. 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 <laughs> Julie Lopez. Mm-hmm. She was an ex-witch, and now they've given their life to Christ. And they highly talk about not participating in this holiday. So...
2: And Isaiah Salvador interviews a lot,
0: so you can check out this page. Yeah, Isaiah Salvador. But also... Coming back, I'm going to start exposing this stuff within the word of God and talking about um, how this is not of the Lord. We, we should not participate in these things. And I'm, oh, yeah, I'm going to go there. Um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of churches even participating in Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, the church... And what the Lord has showed me is that they promote, you know, chunk or treat, fall fall festivals, autumn festivals, saying, oh, we'll just play games and have chili and we'll give candy out and, you know, the kids can dress up. The Lord was saying, all you're doing is compromising and masquerading that we accept this holiday, but we're saying we're doing it God's way. Mm -hmm. And this is what the Lord said to me. He's like, do you think Paul... Philip or Peter were dressing up to win souls for Christ. Their true identity is in Christ. Just like every believer should have their identity in Christ. We're not here to put a fake facade. We're not here to put a costume on, right? We're not here to put a costume on and say, hey, well, we're, we're, we're doing it God's way. We're just having fun. You know, the kids are cute and, and we're just giving them candy and we're just having a good time. You're still promoting the agenda of the enemy. You are affirming and participating in occultic uh, practices, even though you're saying that it's not. Remember, it says in the word of God, it says, abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. It says any resemblance of evil, run away from it. Don't participate in it. And and the thing is, is that when you start doing little stuff like that, I'm talking to the church here. I'm not talking to unbelievers, okay? Unbelievers are separate. They don't know Christ. They don't have any recognition of Christ. They don't have a covenant with Christ. I'm talking about Christians right here or soon-to-be Christians, I'm talking about lukewarm Christians that need to repent and give their life to Christ, because we all know in the Word of God what it says to lukewarm Christians, that the Lord will spit you out. He said, be either hot or cold, right? And if we're going to be on fire for Jesus, how are we going to see true revival in our nation, if we are compromising saying, no, Jesus, let us just celebrate this one day and let us have our fun. If you want to party and you wanna give kids or you wanna give uh, candy to your kids and you wanna do all this stuff, don't do it on Halloween then. Don't participate in it. I'm telling you guys, I've casted so many demons out of people That all Satan needs is this big of an opening. And he will torment you. He will cause pain. He'll cause division. He'll cause sickness. He'll cause disease. Because you are giving him permission to enter in. Okay? Glory, hallelujah, that we have Jesus that's redeemed us. And delivered us from the powers of darkness. And conveyed us into the kingdom of his son and his love, right? So, <clears throat> did you want to mention anything? Well, I was just going to say that it
2: seems like it could be innocent, right? Like to the world saying, like, oh, it's just kids dressing up as princesses and you yeah. can just give them candy. But yeah. I think John Ramirez is one that talks about how he would put curses and different things even just on the candy. Yeah, that's what I'm going to talk about. And that's why it's so important to like, pray over our food and everything that we bring yeah. into our home. Even milk from the grocery store, you should
0: pray over it, you know? Yeah. So it might seem innocent, but there, there can be so much harm from it. And when you're putting on these costumes, even you're like, well, this is not, you know, a scared costume. This is not a zombie or a mummy or whatever. You are still entertaining the spirit to come upon you. Okay, you're still dressing to manifest some sort of deity or spirit or anything, because, like I said, I've seen it so many times. And the thing is, if you're a minister of the gospel, if you are, you know, have your own ministry, you're part of a church, you know, you serve at a church, and you guys are doing that willfully, you have to repent. You have to turn from that. Because how are you going to cast out demons when the demon's like, you're dressing like me? You're celebrating my holiday. You're doing the stuff that I want you to do. You will have no power and authority. And I will show this through the word of God. So Acts chapter 19, verse 11 says, glory to God. Thank you for your word, Lord. It's not my words that I'm sharing. It's the word of God, which is everlasting, right? It says the heavens and earth will fade away, but my word will remain forever. Glory to God so Acts chapter 19 verse 11 and it says Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his from his body to the sick and the disease left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Okay, I'm going to stop right here. The Lord was giving me revelation while I was praying and fasting today. The Lord says, Don't you think how Paul prayed for the aprons and the handkerchiefs? They were put on the people that had sickness and disease, and it drived out demons from them. Right? Mm-hmm. What does it make you think that Satan has made a counterfeit of the same thing. That witches, warlocks, or even people that are not believers in Christ pray over stuff or manifest stuff onto objects and give it to people, which can cause curses, sickness, disease, poverty, addictions. I'm telling you, this stuff is real, guys. Like, for instance... I'm gonna name a few that maybe people participate in and they don't think so. Any, so this is what the Lord said. Any object that doesn't bring you towards Christ is demonic by nature. That's what the Holy Spirit was telling me. Any object that doesn't bring you towards Christ is demonic by nature, such as evil eyes, dream catchers, sage, burning of sage, crystals, Idols, such as false gods, like having a little Buddha thing in your house, or having a Hindu god, uh, Ganesh in your house, okay? Even having tarot cards, stones, paintings, images through movies and TV shows, demonic music, New Age practices, statues of saints, Mary, angels, those things... Cause an effect on you. You can't tell me, oh, I like it because it looks cool. It's a cool decor. It matches my wall of my house. It matches my accessory. Do you understand that you're letting that object into your house? What you're doing is you're giving permission. So what happens is a spirit enters and attaches itself to that object. Such as, okay, when you go to a Chinese restaurant, what is the first thing you see? Like a Buddha. You see a Buddha. Or the cat thing. Or you see the cat, right? Right there is an attachment of a demonic spirit upon that place, saying, this is my way in and out, portal, okay? And also, I have dominion over this place, See, we don't think that. We're like, no, this is a statue. I think it looks cool. Or, yeah, you know, someone gave it to me. If someone gave me something like that, I'm, I'm going to respectfully decline. Or if they dropped it off at my house, it's going in the trash. Okay? I'm going to tell you this. I've seen too many demonic objects lately that have caused sickness and disease on people. Such as someone I know had three dream catchers above their bed and they're in a wheelchair all of a sudden, okay? I've also went to the grocery store Saturday with my wife. We pull up right beside the handicap and I'm like, this person's parked in the handicap and guess what they have hanging on their, uh, on their visor? A huge evil eye this big. That's supposed to protect them from evil spirits. What you're doing is you're attracting evil spirits to come upon you, to possess you, to oppress you, to cause affliction, to cause disease and sickness. But Jesus came by the blood and has disarmed all principality and power as a public spectacle and has triumphed over it through the blood that was shed on Calvary. Glory to God, hallelujah. But if you let the devil come into your house by watching movies that you shouldn't watch, listening to music that you shouldn't watch, all you're doing is entertaining devils to come in your house. This became real to me when I casted out my first devil, well, it was multiple devils in one person, okay? There could be more than one devil in one person. Last year in November, born again Christian, Filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. Spoken evidence of tongues. But she went to the reservation. She didn't want to wait upon the Lord. She wanted to visit a shaman. That shaman gave her a rock. And gave her another thing. And threw a demon on her. And it was only through the power. And the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ that I was able to cast that demons out of her and she was set free.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So think about that. That's a believer in Christ. That is a person that can speak in tongues, has been a Christian for 25 years. She had demons in her and I casted them out in Jesus' name through the power of the Holy Ghost. Okay? And people don't talk about casting. I don't so a lot of don't talk about it. cuz they're scared. Of, of, if you just like read the New Testament,
2: there's so many accounts of Jesus casting out demons. Yep. So
0: it's
2: unavoidable, and it's important cuz it's in the word. Yes.
0: Absolutely. And think about that. If if the if the anointing of God is on a handkerchief, on a an object and you put it on a sick person or on a demon possessed person, they get free. What makes you think that Satan will use the powers of darkness on an object and give it to someone to get sick, diseased and filled with devils? Right, and then evil, then unclean spirits?
2: To like mock God or do to copy. Yes him, just like even
0: in Yes. And there's, demonic yes. And it's there's demonic tongues. There's also spiritual tongues, heavenly tongues. Do you want to talk about having that spiritual discernment that we were talking about earlier, about feeling that presence?
2: I think it's just so important to be in touch with, like, the Word and with God and and to ask for discernment and constantly tap into your Holy Spirit because discernment is going to help you. Because discernment is going to help you to know what is true and what's not. Because I can walk into, like... If we like to go to the Asian market, right? And there's like 17 different stores or restaurants, but there yeah. are certain ones that I know I'm not going to walk into or I'm going to pray over myself to walk around these statues because I can feel them and I can, see the, yeah. I can see the presence that's there. yeah And so it's so important to ask for discernment, learn discernment, learn how to tap into your Holy Spirit to know what is yep. safe for you to walk one way or not. yeah And um, I just think that's a very important part of a Christian walk.
0: Yeah, no, I think you, that's that's great that you mentioned that because even like at my work, I, I work with a lot of um, Indians mm-hmm. and I'll go by their car and they'll have little statues of Ganesh. Mm-hmm. They'll have other Hindu gods and you could feel a presence yeah. around that vehicle. That's That unclean spirit is around that vehicle because they let it enter in by an object of worship, right? right? There is only one true living God and he says, do not create a, a carved image of stone, of wood. You, you cannot carve a real God. Do you understand? There's only one true living God, and that's Yahweh. And the thing is, is that we have, we have turned our backs from the Lord. And we have fallen into this trap of the enemy. That we, acom- we compromise, we affirm, we are so accepting of demonic things that Jesus called us not to be a part of. Okay, I'm gonna keep going along. Glory to God, verse 13. So Acts chapter 19, verse 13. Then some of the uh, Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call on the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exorcise you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? Then the man whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. Do you see... That that demonic demon responded and caused actual physical affliction and caused also them to be so fearful that they ran out naked in the streets. This is what the Lord was telling me. And that's why we see in these movies, right? Like, for instance, there's like that Exorcist movie out, right? And then there's also that Nun movie out. Those demons laugh when you try to say, well, come out in Jesus' name when you have no power, you have no authority, you have no relationship with Jesus. You just heard someone say it, so you mimic them like a parrot and thinking that's going to work for you. But like that demon responded to those seven sons of Sceva, we know Jesus, we know Paul, but who are you? And then got on them and overpowered them. So if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, if you're not in covenant with Jesus, if you have not paid the price of the anointing of God to receive that authority and power, yes, it's given to every believer, but if you don't know your identity in Christ, if you don't believe that you have a true relationship with the Son of God and you're actually really communion with him, you won't be able to cast out any devils. And that's why I think most of the church can't cast out devils because they don't have a real relationship with Jesus. They have a real relationship on going to church on Sunday for an hour and living like hell the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Glory to God. Shem
2: So also for in a church that you yes. that's in the word, not just parts of
0: it. Yes. If you go to a church that does not operate in power, run. You are at a graveyard church. You are at a church that is dead, that is religious in nature, and does not operate in the power of God. What does God say? It is unto the power of of God unto salvation, not persuasive in speech, not clever in rhetoric, but demonstrating the power of God. This is what happened. So when this happened, this is what happened next. Acts chapter 19, verse 17. This became known to both all the Jews, Greeks, dwelling in Ephesus, fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Right there, because they couldn't cast out demons. And because those demons ran amok and scared those people and people saw, they they have literally gained the fear of the Lord upon them and it magnified God. Do you see that those even those exorcists were not participating in a place of, let me be like the devil. Let me worship the holidays of the devil. They were trying to, exercise their authority in christ but they didn't have a relationship with christ Mm -hmm. they weren't born again they weren't filled with the holy ghost and fire right Mm -hmm. glory to god they were just they were like more like orthodox jews that's what it was doing exorcisms okay verse 18 and many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds See where if you want revival, if you want repentance, you have to demonstrate the power of God. And you cannot compromise with devils. You cannot associate Remember what Jesus said, you cannot dine with me and dine with demons. You cannot partake in in and drink with me and partake and drink with demons. You have to choose which master do you serve? Do you serve manna Or excuse me, not manna. Do you serve mammon or do you serve Yahweh? Do you serve Asherah or do you serve Yahweh? Do you serve Molech or do you serve Yahweh? Do you serve Baal or do you serve Yahweh? Do you sell what the world has to offer or do you serve El Shaddai? Because it says in the word of God, in Romans chapter 12, verse two, do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. We are called to be set apart. Don't defile yourself with the practices of the world. Be set apart. Be holy as He is holy. Be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. Be pure as he is pure. That's how we'll see revival. That's how we'll see a transition within the church. That's how we'll see people turn up, uh, will turn up the heat up on the, on the church that they will become on fire again. Jesus is not gonna come for Christians that are dressing up like the devil. He's gonna say, I rebuke you. I do not know you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Do you hear this? Do you know why I'm so passionate? Because it keeps burning in my heart. It keeps, I have to let go of things too. I have to die daily. I have to let go of things. As in like my grandmother, she passed away. She gave me all this Native American stuff. And there was all types of stuff that started happening in my house. And I'm like, Lord, what is it? I'm praying and fasting. Lord, show me, show me, show me, show me, show me. Boom, Native American stuff, demonic objects. Guess what I did? I'll read this, and you'll see. Acts chapter 19, verse 19. Also, many of those who practiced magic brought their books together, burned them in the sight of all. They counted up the value of them, and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. I had to go burn those Native American objects. I was about to be giving a a Masonic Bible and I did not take it because I was like, there is a demonic object to that. That is a doctrine of demons. I can't put up with that. People were like, well, you're too extremist. You're radical. No, I'm just on fire and you're not. Glory to God. But you can be on fire too. You can set yourself ablaze. You can get in the presence of God with the all-consuming fire. He wants to touch you. He wants you to know that he's real. He wants you to understand his presence, his nature, his wisdom, his joy, his peace, his power, guys. I'm telling you, we cannot go into this next year being powerless, okay? We have to burn for the Lord and burn these idols, these places of objects, if you're making jack o' lanterns and you're making witches and stuff in your house, burn it. Ghosts, Ghosts burn it. I'm telling you guys, I know. We, if you guys are practicing astrology as Christians, you need to repent. Because what you're doing is you're attaching your identity to those zodiac signs, and guess what's behind that zodiac sign? a spirit, you're coming and confirming, you're in community, you're in covenant with that saying, that is me, that is who I am. Well, doesn't it say in the word of God that you become a new creation in Christ, that all old things pass away, all things become new? That's no longer your identity. You're not an I don't. I don't say, oh, I'm an Aries. No, I am a son of the most high God. I am a child of the living God, the one true living God. I am a warrior for Christ. That is my identity now. It's not because all oh, you're heated and you're angry and you're stubborn. No, 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 no. That was old Christian that died, right? It says in Galatians chapter two, verse 20. Let's go there. Galatians Yeah, Galatians chapter two, verse 20 says, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Say that, that you have died with Christ. It's no longer you who lives, but Christ lives in you. You have crucified your flesh, your desires, your lusts, your passions, your idols. Do you understand? I used to participate in Halloween. I used to get drunk on Halloween. I used to get high on Halloween. I used to fornicate with girls on Halloween. But guess what? I'm filled with the Holy Ghost and fire now. I'm filled with the presence of God now. I preach the gospel now. Because I want to forewarn people that don't know who Jesus is. That this right here will hinder you from the Lord. When you trust in stars, and alignment of stars, when you trust in tarot card rings, when you trust in new age uh, um, teachings of laws of attraction, guess what? You will attract demons. You will attract different types of unclean spirits upon you when you live by manifestation and not by faith through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Can I get a hallelujah, amen? Hallelujah. That's like I saw this video
2: that said, would you, whole witchcraft astrology and yeah if so what's the difference between
0: that and halloween yeah nothing exactly and even things that try to look like christian they're not right we have to have discernment as the body of christ i was almost given a bible that says a holy bible but has a freemason logo on it it's a masonic bible i didn't take it i don't want that in my house I'm breaking the generational curses from my house because of the blood of Jesus. It will not no longer go any farther in my lineage. It dies and it ends today, right? It died and it end when I gave my life to Jesus. That stuff that's haunting you, you can be set free from it. You can be set free from that depression, anxiety, fear, and suicide. You can be set free from sleep paralysis, Trust me, I used to get sleep paralysis at all. I got to tell you something, because this came in my spirit. I was six months in the Lord, right? Really giving my life to the Lord now. I'm like, God, I'm all in. I'm all, I'm all in. I remember I was with my sister. We're in the living room, and she's like, let's watch The Conjuring. I loved scary movies. I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. So I, we started watching it. Within about five, ten minutes, my, my Holy Spirit's like, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. So I finally said, hey, I, I can't watch this. I'm going to go in my room. You can watch it. I'm going to go in the room. So I go in my room. I fall asleep. Guess what happens? I go into sleep paralysis. I go into a demonic night terror and two demons. One's holding me down and one has his hand on my mouth trying to stop me from saying the name of Jesus. It felt like glue. It felt like gunk. I could not say it. I kept saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then within three or four times I was able to say the name of Jesus and those things left. Think about this. If these demons are responding to the name of Jesus, there has to be something real because they ain't responding to Buddha, they ain't responding to Muhammad, they ain't responding to Mary, they ain't they ain't responding to Joseph Smith or Ganesh. They ain't responding to any of those false idols and deities. They only respond to the one true living God that has power and dominion and principality that has been given by power and majesty to vanquish and to prevail against the powers of darkness. Do you understand? They do not leave by your um, saying, get out of here. No, they will not leave you. You have to be in covenant with Jesus. It's the name of Jesus that makes the demons tremble right now. I know the demons were mad that I'm preaching and exposing the lies of the enemy because this is what's been going on guys for too long. We have babysitted demons in our house. We have babysitted things that we need to get rid of. We've been babysitting and, and creating a, a a pet sin for for that to stay there. Excuse me. For it to stay there in your house. Is it OK, we're going to go to Galatians chapter five, verse 19 through 21, and it says, "Glory to God, Shandra. Bake. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for exposing. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleansiness, lewdness, idolatry and sorcery. Did you hear that? Sorcery. I will start explaining what sorcery is, okay? Sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, rivalries, and like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do you hear me? If you participate and you are living a lifestyle of these sins that I just said, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do you understand what repentance comes? It's not through confession. It's through turning away. It is changing your mind to go and follow Christ. The Lord was telling me, it costs a price to follow Jesus. It is not easy being a Christian. You will be attacked, but greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The thing is, you have to follow the Lord. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross and and follow Jesus. Yes, I would love to go out tomorrow and go on a rager and party and do all this Halloween stuff, but I have died to myself. I've died to my old man. I've denied to the nature of what I want and what Christ wants for me as being a new creation in Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Absolutely yeah, you exactly, and the thing is too, it took time. it took time to be in God 's word and His presence and letting him shape me, refine me, mold me, and turn me into His workmanship. I am fearfully and wonderfully made by the Lord, such as you guys are, and if you want to be the craftsmanship of god's hand, you have to be refined through fire. You have to be set free of the lustful, um, the, the lustful desires of this life. It says that the pride of life, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh is what causes you to sin. It says even in Galatians chapter 5 verse 16, I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh because the flesh and the lust against the spirit. Do you understand that your flesh and your and your lust of it is fighting against your spirit daily. Now your flesh is different from a demon. Your flesh is what you cater to. Your flesh is what you give such as addiction, mm-hmm. lust, pornography, um drunkenness, you get it drunk, right? Or you or you um you get it high, right? Or or even Even if you overindulge in food. Mm -hmm. You're feeding the flesh nature. Right? Mm -hmm. Now there's demons and there's flesh. And we'll talk about that on on a different topic. But the flesh and demons are different. Okay? Demons are something that oppresses you. That's demonic. And it's an unclean spirit. And it could cause you to have addictions, desires, and lust. But the thing is you have to get a deliverance. If you're feeling that it's more than that, like if you stopped, say, sinning or living a lifestyle of sin and you still feel like this, this stronghold is still there, you need to get delivered. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. If you're dealing with lust, you're dealing with pride, you're dealing with greed, let the word of God transform you Be in his presence, let him change you. But you feel you still feel like, Man, I I just can't help it. I'm getting these intrusive thoughts all the time. I I, I just can't help but sin all the time. I feel like something's like over me. I feel like something's upon me. I feel like I can't think for myself. I feel like I'm when I try to do something, I get directed somewhere else. You might have a demon that's oppressing you and you can and you need to get delivered. I can I can help. There's other people that can help you. By all means give us a call. And we can give you resources to help you through through a deliverance. Um, it is not. I have dealt with people that have te- tempered, excuse me, tampered with witchcraft. We have tampered with mediums. We have tampered with tarot card readings, astrology, New Age practices, and guess what? All those demons bow at the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. The Lord said this, when you practice rebellion, when you practice not following God, when you practice of doing your own thing, when you practice of saying, God, I can make decisions for myself, I'm my own God, you are practicing a form of witchcraft. When you rebel against God, you are practicing a form of witchcraft. Manipulation, control, and power. And it says in 1 Samuel, chapter 15, verse 23. So now you can't argue with me that, oh, well, that, that, that's only in the Old uh, Testament. We're in the New Testament. I just read all throughout the New Testament. Now I'm just confirming with the Old Testament what the Lord has said. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Shandra Babaka. We thank you for your word. That your word is going out and setting the captives free. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 23. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is an iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, you have also rejected. He has also rejected you from being king. Do you see that rebellion will lead you into a place of sin? Which will lead to stubbornness, idolatry, iniquity, and witchcraft. Okay? It's not just witchcraft. It's not just for um, witches that are, you know, brewing up a spell in their cauldron. Witchcraft is manipulation. Mm -hmm. It's control is seeking power, is is rebellion in nature. And that's what a a lot of Christians have walked in this rebellion. We're called to be submissive to the Lord. We're called to be subservient to the Lord. We're called to follow Christ. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding Proverbs chapter three, verse five through eight. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. It says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Depart from evil and fear the Lord and there'll be strength into your bones and health into your flesh. So when you think, well, this jack and lantern is okay or this ghost in my house is okay or this witch is okay in my house or any other objects that you feel like is okay, you're not departing from evil. You do not have the fear of the Lord. So guess what? Sickness and disease will come upon you. But when you fear the Lord and when you depart from evil, when you say, Lord, show me what's going on. Show me why I'm so sick. Show me what's going on, why, why I have this disease or what this. And the Lord shows you when you're not being wise in your own eyes, but you're seeking the wisdom of God, then you'll see, wow, I'm going to depart from it. I'm gonna have the fear of the Lord. I'm gonna have this reverence and awe for God and it will be strength into my bones and health into my flesh. Glory to God. That's huge, right? First Samuel chapter 28. We are called to seek the wisdom of the Lord, okay? We are not called to seek the wisdom of mediums, of witches, of demons, of psychics, okay? We are not here to channel other gods, or other deities, or other creatures or beings. I just came from a Native Native American powwow. And all they do was dancing, playing the drum, singing in their ritual outfits, summoning their ancestors, Wind spirits, grass spirits, tree spirits, rock spirits. Now, I get it. It's a lack of understanding. It's ignorance, right? But as a believer in Christ, once you come out of that, you're no longer supposed to participate in it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Glory to God. So 1 Samuel 28, verse 7 and 9. And it says... Then Saul said to his servants, find me a woman who is a medium that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servants said to him, in fact, there is a woman who is a medium in Endor. It was the witch of Endor. So Saul disguised himself, put on other clothes, and he went and two men with him. And they came to the woman by night and he said, please conduct a seance for me. And bring up for me the one I shall name, that I shall name to you. We are called not to practice in divination, necromancy, uh, tarot cards reading, astrology. Do you understand that the Lord will show me that Saul was so ashamed of himself that he had to disguise himself. He had to go in in um, in the place of night where he can't be seen to summon something because God rejected him. God had turned his face away from Saul and gave favor and an anointing to King David at the time. So the thing is, check this out. When you stop following God, you start to go in these different avenues to seek wisdom and counsel, which is demonic wisdom by nature. But guess what? When you go and do that, you will reap the repercussions of that. You will get either demons on you. You'll get sickness and disease on you. You can get a place of being poverty or your life in jeopardy or killing. I've, I've seen so many people that are like, oh yeah, I went like this and I almost got in a car crash three times and then one of my cousins committed suicide and then this happened to me. This, that. What do you think that is? It's because you're participating with the powers of darkness. Yeah. We are no longer, we are We have been separated. We have been delivered from that. We are in the kingdom of light with the father of lights. And it says right here, excuse me, in verse nine, uh, 2 Samuel 28, verse nine. Then the woman said to him, look, you know what Saul has done, how he has cut off the medians and spiritus from the land. When then do lay a snare for my life? And caused me to die. So the thing is, we know that these things are wrong. But we tend to seek them because we want an easy fix. Mm-hmm. We don't want to have to go through the place of God. I don't really want to obey you. I don't really want to follow you. I want to do my own thing. Which I can now not answer to you. Even though you will call upon the name of the, of the Lord. And you will ask the Lord to deliver you from those demons. Because that's the only name that can set you free. He is the only redeemer and deliverer and defender of your soul that can truly set you free from the, from the hands of the enemy. Glory to God. Man, Lord. Okay. Acts chapter 16, verse 16 and 19. Hopefully you guys are getting something out of this.
2: Yeah, give you everything, but... It's not true. There's no scripture that says that.
0: <laughs> if anything, it says in the book of Revelation, He has overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, and we didn't love our lives unto death. Right. And it says, no longer I who lives, but Christ that lives in me. To live for Christ, to die, is to gain. So that just shows you that you're, we're not called to live this cushy life. If anything things are getting turned up even more so that we need to be fully submitted to Christ. Acts chapter 16 verse 16 and 19 says, and now it happened as when we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling this girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying these men are are the servants of the most high God who proclaimed to us the way of salvation and this she didn't did for many days but Paul greatly annoyed turned and said to the spirit I command you in the name of Jesus Christ come out of her and he came out of that and he came out of that very hour but when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone they seized Paul in Silas and drag them into the marketplace to the authorities. When you follow Christ, it will cost you something. Just like Simon the sorcerer was trying to buy the power of the Holy Spirit. He could not buy the power of the Holy Spirit. They said, "We rebuke you in Jesus name. You better ask God for forgiveness, that you don't die here on the spot, but repent, because you cannot buy the power of the Holy Spirit." And I believe I was asking the Lord, like, how did this woman even get possessed with a demon? It's either that she allowed it to come into her or her parents or her master gave it up to a god or a goddess as this is our sacrifice. Use her life. Use her life. Speak, uh, use her as a medium. Use her as a fortune teller. And then the spirit of divination entered that woman. But it was only through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ being proclaimed and using the power and authority that Paul had that that spirit of divination left that woman and she was free. So think about this. It costs a price to follow the Lord. And it also costs a price to have the anointing. When you are born again, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. But for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost of fire is different. That power of God and how much you get or how much you receive is based off your sacrifice to receive the anointing and the power from the Lord. Glory to God. And what I want to share with you is that once you leave the world, the world doesn't want anything to do with you. You're no longer benefiting the world. Do you see when that woman lost her power, her demonic power, they were mad because they're not going to profit off people anymore. Right. So they're going to go and persecute Paul. And what does it say? Does it say Paul and Silas? Yeah, Paul and Silas and drag them for them to get arrested. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. So the thing is though, when you pay the price for Jesus it will cost you something. But the thing is, though, Paul and Silas were still freed. They still were able to get out of that prison, that cell, right? And there was one other thing that I wanted to share before we wrap up. Okay, that's good. Why, as Christians, are we trying to appease the world when Jesus says, the world hated me first, it will also hate you? When we give our lives to Jesus, we're no longer supposed to fit in. We're supposed to be set apart, to be used by the master, to be equipped for every good work. I'm here as a minister of the gospel to equip and to train the saints unto ministry. That's what I'm here and called to do. I didn't have a plan for this. I didn't choose this. God chose me and I said yes to the calling. But there is a call and there is a plan for God's life in your life, wherever you are and wherever you're listening answer the call of God and you will see the power of God rest upon you. You will see the power of Christ change you. You will see the word of God start to rearrange and renew your mind in a way that you've never expected. You will have this boldness. You will have this fire. You will have this place and this zeal for the Lord that you will serve him to the rest of your days. And that Anything can come against you. The world can hate you. People, your family members can not like you anymore. You're not the cool person anymore. You don't fit in. Something's different about you. Yes, because you no longer belong to the world. You are a citizen of heaven. You are a child of the living God. You are a prodigal son and daughter that has come and has been redeemed and forgiven and washed by the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen.
2: maybe throughout this whole message people have maybe had items come to their mind or they might've had experiences come up that kind of remind them of participating in Halloween or participating in anything with witchcraft or, oh, I remember this person gave me this item six years ago that I totally forgot about. It's in some closet of mine or whatever. And it's it's never too late to throw them away. It's yeah. never too late to cleanse your house. It's never too late to pray the blood of Jesus over yes. your house. Yes. And just ask Holy Spirit to bring things up for you. So if you haven't been brought up, just keep asking Holy Spirit, like, is there anything I'm forgetting? Is there yeah. anything that's going on? That way you can continue to mm-hmm. um, be righteous and set apart.
0: Yeah. yeah. Very good. So Chelsea was saying about asking the Holy Spirit to identify What's causing problems in your house? What what is what, what are things that I need to get rid of, or I need to, or I just need to cut ties with? Yeah. And the thing is, yes, plead the blood of Jesus over your house, plead the blood of Jesus over your family, over your of the members of your family, over your property, over your household, because you don't want anything to tamper or come in as access, even though you don't know. Right? right? God will show you things. I mean, God has been showing me. <laughs> amazing things and incredible things. And I've been attacked ever since I went to uh, Flagstaff to do the tent revival. I, there's different spirits. There's different um, spirits that will try to come and attack you based off different regions and off different places that you're entering in, such as the Native Americans. Like I was dealing with a lot of ancestral, Kachina spirits, stuff of that nature. But when I rebuked it, when I plead the blood of Jesus, when I prayed over, that stuff stopped. And I I was so grateful to God. So I'm not here to throw the stone, the first stone at you guys. I'm here to forewarn you so that you can reevaluate. What am I doing? Am I really living for Christ? Am I really on fire? Am I really, you know, is my heart for Jesus? Am I kind of 50-50 with Jesus? This is the time not to play with your salvation. How the world is going, it is not going in a good direction and it's not going to get any better. Trust me, read the book of Revelation. So anyways, um, God bless you guys. If you guys need prayer for anything, let me know. Um, But hopefully this was helpful and hopefully this gave you some insight. And like,
2: do your research.
3: Like, read
0: the word yourself. Yeah, read Read the the word yourself.
3: I just know that necromancy is a sin. Right. And that is something that b- biblically it does say that once you die, you go before God. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't say that your spirits, you know, lingering around. There's no such thing as ghosts. There's no such thing as ghosts And so if you're going and you're, you know, um you create the shrine, uh, you know, for those that have died, and you mm-hmm. know what, what Dia de los Muertos is, right?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. The thing is yeah, I, I, and, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go
3: ahead.
0: So, what I was going to say with, for that argument that someone's saying, well, why, did, why was Saul allowed to um, see Samuel with the witch of Endor that was a medium? I don't think God allowed it. I think the enemy has power and they were able to <laughs> manifest that and they were able to speak to the dead. But if you realize what Samuel said, he's like, why do you disturb me in my rest? Why are you even waking me up? You know your name is supposed to do this. You know God's already rejected you. Like, he responded in that way. So the thing is, though, he already, like, Samuel told him, he's like, God rebuked you. Mm -hmm. God's anointing left you. It's on David now. So I would even, that would even be a double confirmation. Like, hey, we're not supposed to do that. Because look at the prophet of God that said it. Why are you disturbing me? You know you're not supposed to do this. You know God has rebuked you. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. um, You know, the thing is we we tend to just practice rituals and culture that we've lived with, but we're under a new kingdom. We are under a new establishment. We have been bought in by the blood of Jesus. And that's the thing is we no longer participate in those things that are so-called our culture or, or relevant to us or respecting the dead. We'll respect the dead by just leaving the dead be at peace. OK, you don't have to pray for them. You don't have to summon them. OK, you, you don't pray them out of purgatory into heaven that you go to heaven and hell that quick. Once you leave this body, you enter into eternity. You either go to heaven or hell. It is based off you being born again, a believer in Christ, following Jesus and having a true relationship with him that you enter into the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. It's you receiving the Holy Spirit. Right That is your seal of redemption, your seal of promise. So if anyone wants to say, "Well, hey, well, why are you not participating in this?" is because I no longer identify with that. That is not my I don't care if my bloodline has done that for years. you've been bought with the blood of Jesus. You have a new DNA in you, right? You have the spirit of the living God dwelling you. Do you think that if Holy Spirit, which is true, is living in you? And you are a temple for the Holy Spirit. Do you think he wants you to participate with demons? Right. No. And, and, and identify with, with dead spirits and, and and make yourself defiled when it's saying to keep. It says whoever defiles the temple of God will be cursed
1: mm-hmm.
0: and condemned. Right. That's what it talks about. But the thing is God has shown his mercy and grace. But why I'm sharing this with you is because it's not the knowledge of me it's i'm all i'm saying is giving you the word i'm regurgitating the word of god Mm -hmm. so it's none of my opinion i didn't make the rules i didn't set this in play i am just establishing and affirming Mm -hmm. and i am preaching what god has already said Mm -hmm. that's all i'm doing
3: yeah it's different well first because you know we're not supposed to be um what does that scripture say? We must be renewed. We must not be conformed to things of the world, but be our yeah. mind to be renewed by yeah. it. And it's one thing if I'm, pre- if I'm saying something not to do or that I believe that is aligned with the Bible, but then I turn around and I'm passing out candy or I'm dressing up, but yet I'm pointing fingers. You know, I shouldn't have to apologize for what I believe and what mm. I'm also being obedient towards. Like, mm. I'm not celebrating it. That's my decision based off of this. Right. Now I'm giving you that information. You make that decision. Right. You know, there's people and pastors out there that will, will preach a word because it benefits them. Or mm-hmm. because they say it, but they do different. So, you know, it's different when you're preaching it. And it's something <laughs> that you're actually living as well. You're living by it.
0: Right. right. And the thing is, too, like I was talking to Chelsea about even Christmas. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, Santa came and got you presents, and we're going to leave cookies for Santa. And if you don't be good, you're going to get coal in your stockings and the elves and reindeer. I'm not doing that. I'm glorifying Jesus. I'm sorry. Like, I, I'll say the same thing for Halloween. I, probably, I'm not going to probably have a lot of friends. But the thing is, <laughs> I will at least stand in the truth, and I won't compromise the word of God. Yes, we're all moving from faith to faith, glory to glory. Yes, we are being transformed every day. We are dying to ourselves. I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means i 'm just saying that if God has called us to live holy, pure, and perfect that's what i'm pursuing on a daily basis
3: and it's an individual thing because for Christmas there was a time that I felt conviction, yeah. but God revealed to me because during the Christmas time, mm-hmm. I was not teaching my kids about that it was you know jesus' birth, it was about mm-hmm. gifts and yeah. and what amount of of money was going to be spent on each one and how many gifts were you guys going to receive and who's going to give me a gift. But when I changed my, my mindset and began to like, that was what I was preaching during Christmas time is like, this is not about giving
0: or receiving.
3: Um, This is about using this time to, Right, the birth of of Jesus. Whether he was born in Christmas time, we don't know. Right. But the rest of the world is celebrating, and right. why not use this opportunity to spread the good news? Do you know Jesus? Have you right. heard of him? Do you? Yeah. That's your opportunity to step in and be able to share the good news and your testimony.
0: That that's it right there, Alice. That's perfect because yeah, they're saying that you know Jesus was born in April or or, or late March based off mm-hmm. the shepherds being outside, but. As a national holiday in America, you have two ways you can celebrate Christmas: the birth of Christ or Saint Nick coming down the chimney right so it 's like you get a pick, but for Halloween there 's nothing like there 's nothing' That's else. right and like for me, I guess i 'll just say it because the Lord, the Lord told me not to hold back, but if I have my own church building and have that i 'm not going to do some fall festival. Or an autumn festival. I'm not going to even entertain that. Do you understand? That's right. If you want to go do something with your family, by all means, go do something. But I'm not. If anything, what we're going to do on a Halloween or the weekend before, I'm going to create a bonfire. And you can bring all your sacred stuff, all your black magic. And we can burn it and praise Jesus there. And we'll and maybe <laughs> I'll give you some chili and cornbread. I don't know. But the That's thing great. is, like, oh, yeah, the I, is, I right. I'm going to do yeah. it that way. Because I'm like, why am I? I'm gonna have trying I'm gonna have my to kids conform
3: dress up. and trying, yeah, like it's just because at work they're celebrating and I, I'm not, I'm not dressing up, I'm, I'm not partaking, I'm just not. My kids yeah. are not. And there was a year that I allowed my children to make that decision, and, and if they wanted to celebrate, mm-hmm. and. I didn't want them to, but they wanted to, and right. they bought their costume, and they left. And God knows that the entire time that they were out, I was sitting in front of the TV because I was trying to find some something or someone that would tell me that it's okay if it's a trunk or treat, that I'm okay. They're not wow. dressed in any demonic costume. It's <laughs> not it, – it, they're just – let them be kids. Yeah. And I sat there. I couldn't find anything, first of all. Second of all, I felt such conviction that mm-hmm. I cried like there was a death in my life. Like wow. I cried and I cried and I cried until they came back and mm-hmm. I noticed that they were different. Mm-hmm. Then I started praying over them and they and Aiden threw up. Wow. And he was like, I felt sick, my head was hurting, because I said, Lord, give them conviction don't let him go to sleep until he confesses his sin let him know that what what he's done even though it's my responsibility i'm not just throwing it off on him but i did allow him to make that decision and i said lord let him see he could not sleep you can ask him he could not sleep and he was had a headache he wasn't feeling good and when i prayed over him he threw up and he said he felt much better
0: (laughs) Jeez. yeah no i i'm totally with you on that that's that's amazing uh alice because um I cast out demons out of a woman last week, and I think because I've seen it, I've seen people manifest demons, and I've seen the demonic realm. We think like demons are like some sort of fairy tale creature, Mm -hmm. and we don't realize that our reality in the spiritual realm, that veil is so thin. That's right. That you can go in and out of it, right? And the thing is, is like, I've seen too much demonic stuff and cast too many demons out of people that I'm like, no, I don't want my kid to ever get influenced or ever get oppressed or ever get possessed with that because I had to deal with deliverances. I had to get delivered from demons that were troubling me and, and creating all these things. So why am I going to let an open door for my little child or even yeah. my teenager or even me as an adult participate in that stuff if I'm called to be a believer in Christ? That's all I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? And it's
3: not a scary thing where you see a movie and it's something that pops out of the back end and it looks scary and you jump right. up and you're scared. Right. I mean, like you said, these demons, they cause destruction. They yes. make you sick. They make yeah. you tired. They make you, I mean, they cause yeah. so much havoc in your life. It's like if we could only see who's knocking on the door, yeah. would you really let a burglar into your home? Would you let someone that you know? that they're going to walk in and they're going to cause havoc, destruction, you know, violence in your home. Would you let them in? Absolutely not. Then why are we letting them into our home unknowingly, Mm -hmm. unwillingly that we think we're not, but we are. It makes Mm -hmm. no sense to me. It just like blows my mind. But I'm not judging them because I've been there Mm -hmm. and I'm just I know, though, I I totally get it when I share with other people that they're hesitant, you know, Mm -hmm. to not celebrate because they're just are into the whole Halloween. It's just it's got a grip on them and that's exactly what Satan wants.
0: And it's a (laughs) stronghold. And the thing is too, you know, like to make something real quick, I was at a grocery store and I saw this woman and I didn't realize she was um Arab. Um and she had this evil eye on it was like an evil eye I've never seen it was like a really just to be truly transparent and honest it was really pretty it was like a real like blue eye like like real crystal right but I had a word of knowledge for her that she dealt with arthritis so I went up to her and you know there was a language barrier and I said hey do you deal with arthritis and she says oh yes Yes, I do. And we had to use Google Translator, right? So I'm going back and forth. And then the Lord finally told me, he said, hey, that evil eye is causing this to happen. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, I feel like the Lord's telling me if you get rid of that evil eye, you'll get set free from your arthritis. And she, like, almost flipped out. She's like, how could you say that? I love this necklace. It protects me from unclean spirits it helps me it gives it, it protects me and my family this is what she's saying mm-hmm. so she is wow. fallen in love with the idol she's just falling in love with the thing that is trapping her into sickness and disease right. that's what i'm trying to share with you guys is that if you're having this stuff it's causing problems it is causing tension. It's causing division. It's causing anger. Like some things are of the flesh, but then some things are demonic that will have um, – it will persuade you or it will make you do other things because you've let that object in your house. Or you let that type of music or let that type of movie or, or let that type of, of stuff be entered into your home willingly and welcome. Yeah, it
3: bonds. They, there, there's, it's witchcraft. And I had heard and I did my own research to liquid death. Mm -hmm. And it, there's a like a video out there that there is witches, not witches like in movies, but women that, that are, yeah, like Wicca,
0: like Wicca, yeah,
3: yeah, that are creating spells over the drink.
0: Yeah. That's
3: literally putting spells, and you're thinking, oh my goodness, like this is crazy like who would have thought but this is the world that we live in and people are asleep or they're sleepers
0: say satanic lullaby around america and that's why we pray for our food and our drink we just don't do it because like oh it's some religious ritual we're playing that god blesses it from any type of curse or disease or sickness or viruses or cancers of any sort because that's a whole different story right we can talk about a whole different thing about food Right about pesticides, GMOs, artificial food. Right. So, anyways, I don't want to keep you guys forever. But does anyone have any questions or anything they to want say to? Real quick.
4: Um, Go ahead. The thing is that people don't realize the severity of what's happening tomorrow on Halloween. Is you know they're sacrificing babies. You know, it's like it's it's not just. You know, just this cute little, um, you know, trick-or-treat for the kids. It's, it's satanic, like you said, but, um, and that's how the devil is, right? He's subtle and crafty, and he wants us to believe he doesn't exist, right? That's why 60% of Christians don't believe that Satan is real, because they're not about that. And, and the thing is, a lot of people are demonized. A lot of Christians are demonized because that's why it says cast out. So it's inside you. That's why it has to be cast out. If you're a Christian and, you know, you've been praying and confessing, but you're still dealing with suicide, you know, you you probably, you pretty much need a deliverance. And, and, again, you know, we need to be taught this. It's just the devil is, is blinding everyone not to teach this. You know and Jesus did it, Jesus cast out demons. So that's all I just wanted to say is that America, like, just domesticates their deep people and institutionalize them. But you know, they need to, they need to. Could you mute yourself? Thank you. All
0: right. Well, we're gonna um, wrap it up. So Chuck's is gonna, gonna pray, pray us pray. out.
3: Just i to
2: Okay. Okay. Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus and we're just so grateful to hear your word and just to get um, some understanding to have more our eyes open, Father, and we just thank you that we can see things, Father, and that we are Um, learning from this and we're learning discernment and we're learning ways to grow Father and we're we're just not wanting to be conformed to this world Father God and we want to be transformed Father and we just thank Uh, you that we trust in you with all of our heart Father God and we just thank you that this teaching was here for a purpose whether it was for us to send it to people whether it was for us to check our our homes, our objects, our items Father or just anything that we've forgotten about we just thank you that you're going to reveal it to us Father God that the Holy Spirit is going to show us all things that need to be removed from our homes, all yes, prayers so. that we need to say over our homes or objects, Father God. We just thank you that you're, you're making it clear to us on how to be just followers of Christ and how to um, how to live for you, Jesus, instead of thank living for the world. We just thank you. We just put the blood of Jesus over everyone during this um, demonic holiday. Yeah. We just ask everyone to just stand in prayer and to be strong against yes, any so. type of attack of the enemy. And we just thank you uh, again for all of these things. And we thank you for the man of God that was used as a vessel to teach us more about this. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. All right, love you guys. We'll be praying for you guys. And until next time.